When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. You're listening to the online marketing made easy podcast episode number 112. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. Now, today we are talking about all the legal stuff that you need to know to protect your online business. And I know the legal stuff can definitely be scary for some of us. Almost all of us are confused at the legal stuff at some point or another. And many of us find this topic very boring. Like who wants to talk about policies and contracts? Most everyone will say no to that, right? However, Because we love to talk about the sexy stuff, the sales funnels, the Facebook ads, the webinars, the online courses, if we want to talk about that, we've got to make sure that everything we're doing to create those things in our business are protected. And that's why I thought this episode was so very valuable. Now, I am not a legal expert by any means. And so I had to go out and find a really good expert to come on the show and break it down for us. Now, what's funny about this interview is that I usually record the intros after the interviews. And so one thing I can tell you is at the beginning of this interview, I felt like I was a little scattered, like all over the place. And what I love about my guest is she picked up on that and she zeroed in and she said, okay, I'm going to lay out the five areas that you need to pay attention to, to protect your online business. And I thought, hallelujah, I love a girl with a list. So Jenna gets right to it. So to back up a little bit, my guest is Jenna Shingle Jaffe. She used to be a corporate lawyer and then got the entrepreneurial bug like so many of us, and she started her own online business. Now, I'll let her share her story with you because we get into that right at the beginning, but what I'll say is that I love that she has a nice mix of one-on-one consulting for the legal stuff, but then she also has an online course. And because she has an online course, and she'll talk about that, she knows what's needed to protect your online courses. And so we're going to get into those specifics as well. So I just wanted to let you know that this is a very important topic and one that, again, I know can be confusing and a little scary at times, 
but it's so very, very important that you pay attention. And I hope you'll take action on these five different areas that she's going to lay out for us. I know I have, and I think most of you will find it really easy to implement once she starts to talk about it and break it down. Now, to help you with the legal stuff, notice I use the word stuff because I too get a little confused about all of this. I wanted to make it really easy for you to start understanding what you need to do to protect yourself. And sometimes it's the different terms and different phrases that these lawyers are using that make no sense to us. So what Jenna did is she broke it all down. So there's a freebie for this episode, and it's called Understanding Legal Contracts for Entrepreneurs. And it goes beyond just contracts, but again, the privacy policies and disclaimers and all that good stuff, what it means and why you need it. So I definitely want you to download this right away. To grab this freebie, all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 112 download. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 112 download, or you can just text the phrase 112 download to the number 33444. So you can text or you can just go online and grab it. But this is something that you want to look over and make sure that you're protected. But the great thing is this interview will walk you through some of the things that you'll get in this download to make it make even more sense. So I want you to grab it and then I want you to listen in. Okay. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and jump into our interview with Jenna, all about how to protect yourself with your online business. Jenna, thank you so very much for being with me here today. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Well, it's always fun to hear from people that have quit really big corporate type jobs and moved into the entrepreneur online space. So I would love for you to share with those listening a little bit about you and what you do, but also what that transition looked like for you. Yeah. So I call myself a sparkly lawyer for (laughs) entrepreneurs. And basically that is the whole sparkle part has nothing to do with law, but it has everything to do with me. And since I am an entrepreneur and I am a solopreneur. You know, my business is me. I am my business. So I love glitter and unicorns and all things sparkly. And I mean, who doesn't want to talk to somebody that's a sparkly lawyer? I mean, it's scary, right? So I was working as a corporate lawyer in New York City and I was doing kind of like high end mergers and acquisitions and, and really boring things. It's as boring as it sounds, but I was learning how to draft contracts. And I met my now wife. In the summer of 2013, and she had said to me, have you ever thought about having your own business? And I said, nope, no way. And she'd been an entrepreneur her whole life. Like that's that's her path. She was a business coach at the time. And, you know, as time went on, I kind of saw this incredible lifestyle she was living. First of all, you know, I'd be getting up really early to go to the office and I'd be getting home really late. And she's like, I went to afternoon yoga. And I was like, (laughs) And then I kept meeting a ton of her clients and friends and other amazing women in her world. And they kept saying to me, like, oh, my gosh, we need someone like you to draft contracts because, you know, otherwise they're paying $500 an hour in a stiffy law firm. And so I saw this incredible market opportunity. And so in January of 2014, I quit my job at my law firm. My parents were horrified (laughs) and started my own practice. And the rest is history. Actually, you have a really good story on your website. So I'll make sure to link to it because I know there's more to that story, the ups and downs of getting things started. And I love just how transparent you are about your journey. 
And that leads me to the next question. You have this tagline, transparency is the new black. So talk to me about what the word transparency means in terms of all this legal stuff that you help us understand. Sure. So it has many meanings in how I use it. And in terms of legal, it's all about being upfront with people, being upfront with your terms, being upfront with your refund policy. You know, the law is really all about notice. So what did people know before they started working with you? So it's about being transparent. And then in terms of my own branding, I'm just very transparent in terms of you know, profits and losses and not just talking about my revenue, um, talking about when I've struggled and almost had to file bankruptcy, talking about depression and how that kicks in as an entrepreneur and just really weaving in the good and the bad in the journey. Because a lot of times in our online marketing world, people just share all the good and all the highs and all the ups. And it's not always like that. I mean, no one's life is ever just that. And as somebody who you know, I run a very large Facebook group of all women entrepreneurs. I want to set the example that like, look, I'm not always as happy or successful as I may appear to be, but they have like my downs have created some of the most incredible lessons and learning opportunities in my business. Amen to that. And, you know, just any line of work, the whole transparency angle definitely is valuable, but especially for what you do, I feel like I instantly connect with you and can trust you when you're so open about everything in your life, everything that you want to share and you feel comfortable with sharing. It's so refreshing. So I just want to tell you, you probably already know this, but it really is an awesome thing you're doing. Thank you. Definitely. So when it comes to the legal stuff, What do you think? I want to just start out right off the bat with one of the most common mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making when they're just getting started with their business. Yeah. So the most common mistake is just to have absolutely nothing in place at all. And I understand that when you're starting a business, you know, money is an issue. I mean, I started my own business too. Like I get it. But when you take on a client, you must have a client contract like before you even sign on any client because the client contract is really there to protect you and the client. It really kind of protects your brand, your income, but it also protects the confidentiality of the client. So, you know, it really creates this beautiful sacred space to get all the businessy stuff done up front and then kind of share intimate details down the line. But the biggest thing that people come to me and they're like, I had a client leave partway through the program and now they're not paying. And when I say, you know, can I see the contract? If they don't have one, I really have no recourse for them because we can't prove what you agreed to. So getting that client contract first and foremost before you take on any clients is really the best thing you can do for your business. Okay. So are you talking about clients like one-on-one coaching, consulting clients? What about like if I have an online course and I have a bunch of clients in my course? Yep. So that would be a different type of document but you definitely still want to have something in writing. So my business partner and I, we call that a terms of use document and it's really for group programs, but it has a lot of the same nuts and bolts that a client contract does have. So, you know, before you work with anyone, before money exchanges hands at all, whether it's group, whether it's private, whether it's graphic design or any, or VA, anything, there should be something in writing that says what you're agreeing to. Gotcha. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit at the end about how you get your hands on contracts like these. But before we get there, will you help us make a distinction about running an online business versus let's say having a brick and mortar business and for these service providers that are listening or even coaches and consultants, 
What are some of those main distinctions that we kind of need to wrap our heads around when it comes to the legal stuff? Yeah, they're so different. And that's why a lot of traditional lawyers don't really understand the online world because it's really different in how we operate. So brick and mortar businesses, you know, you usually just go work with a local lawyer, somebody traditional, that's fine. There's a lot of insurance things that you need to take care of and all of that because people are coming to your store. In the online world, we're reaching people worldwide. So we have this vast reach of people. We're touching every state in the U.S., different countries. And so there's different things that we need to think about in terms of our website and our marketing, because how is that being reached? It's being reached all around the world. And so there's certain documents that you need on your website in order to protect you that you wouldn't necessarily need if you had a brick and mortar store and you didn't even have a website, for example. So the online world and the legal kind of regulation hasn't fully caught up to us yet. You know, this online coaching world is huge and it's really booming. The rules and regs haven't caught up to us quite yet, but, you know, I work only with online based businesses. So for me, I've really kind of started to learn about what are the most important things that you need to have if you're an online business. And so I don't even touch brick and mortars because that's not my, that's not my area of expertise. I don't know insurance. I don't know, you know, anything like that. So you know, in terms of online, there's, like I said, ton of website documents. You're probably hiring contractors instead of employees. That's something different as well. And your contractor might live in another country or another state. So that's how it's really different because of your reach. Gotcha. Okay. So let's break it down because I feel like I could be all over the place with all the questions I have for you, but I want to make it really efficient if possible. So let's say we're talking to coaches and consultants, and maybe those coaches and consultants even have an online training program. So if you were going to look at somebody's online business, point me in the direction of areas that I should pay close attention to and areas that I should be thinking, okay, I need a contract for this, or I know there's like privacy policies and terms and conditions, those links at the bottom of a sales page. I mean, I know there's a lot to cover, but can you kind of point out the most important stuff? And so those that are listening can think, okay, this is a good place for me to start because it's really scary at times. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about five things. Ooh, I like it. Speak in my language, girl. Let's do it. Okay. Number one, if you're working one-on-one with clients, you want to have that client contract. Number two, if you're doing a group coaching program or if you're selling an online product or program where you're reaching a ton of people... That's a terms of use document where basically on the invoice, it would say, by purchasing this program, you agree to the following terms. It links, there's a little hyperlink, up pops these terms. It's really thorough and it has a lot of, you know, client contract type language, but it protects your materials. It protects the confidentiality. So people would click that little checkbox and say, I agree. And by clicking that checkbox, that's actually an electronic signature. Great. So you have that little checkbox. Okay. So that's number two. That's important. Then, okay. Yeah. That's kind of the gold standard. Again, like, like I said, the law is all about notice. So they need to have the opportunity to read these documents before making purchases from you. Okay, cool. Okay. Then the, there's three website documents. So the first is called a website disclaimer. And the website disclaimer is really about protecting your liability. So we're going to have a ton of information on our website. We might have a blog. We might have free resources. We want to say that all of this is just for information only and is not to be construed as specific advice for your situation. So as let's say we're a health coach, 
I might be giving different recipes, I might be giving different exercise regimes, but before you take action on anything that I wrote, you should consult a medical professional because I don't know your situation. You know, you're just behind a screen, I'm writing my blog post. So that disclaimer is going to protect you from people taking action on your website or like any information that you give and like saying you can't really take this as actual medical advice. You know, you should consult with a medical doctor. Gotcha. Okay. So that's the disclaimer. So that's number three. Number four is the terms and conditions. And you mentioned that earlier. And terms and conditions protects the content on your website. So it would protect your blog posts. It would protect your images, your business name. So everything like that would say anything on this website belongs to me and you can't use it for your own business. Now, This does not replace actually getting copyright and trademark registration, and that's a little bit more advanced, but I like to point that out. But it puts people on notice that you are claiming ownership of everything on your website. So if somebody were to steal your blog post and put it on their website, they actually breached your contract. So you can go after them and say, hey, you need to take that down. Cool. Okay. Okay. And the last one is the privacy policy. And the privacy policy protects the information that people give to you. So the people who come to your website, they're going to give you a name and email for a newsletter or fill out their credit card information to buy a program or product. The privacy policy says that I promise that I won't spam you or sell your information. And several states in the U.S. actually require that you have this document on your website. And even if you don't live in one of those states, if you mark it, to clients in those states, you're required to have it. So since we have an online business and we're reaching everyone in the world, I always tell people like, put it on your website. You just want to be careful. You want to be sure. So I'll just recap. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So client contract, terms of use, website disclaimer, website terms and conditions, and website privacy policy. Those are kind of the five building blocks in really protecting your business. Okay. So valuable. Thank you for going through those. I've got a few quick questions. Those last three website disclaimer, terms and conditions, and privacy policy. Those three are links at the bottom of your website. Is that right? Yes. Correct. And, so and they the- open up to, let's say, another web page with all the details. Yeah. Because you don't want to have all of the languaging because it's pretty thorough. Yeah. So we go in the footer so that on any page of your site, it would be visible. Okay, great. And those are important on your own website, but also, and this is a question, also on your sales page? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. Now, sometimes, not sometimes, but a lot of the times I'll have an opt-in page and people can opt in to my freebie. You know all about it. On there, do I need all three of those? So it doesn't hurt. Okay. You know, it absolutely doesn't hurt. So you definitely want to just like, be careful, you know, be, be sure. But the most important one for that page is a privacy policy. And fortunately, a lot of other social media platforms have caught up to this, like lead pages. You have to have that on there. I know that Facebook ads at one point in time wouldn't even run an ad to a page that didn't have yes. terms on it. And I was like, thank goodness yes, <laughs> it's getting caught up. So Yeah. So that one, because you're collecting that information for people, you want to be certain. But why the disclaimer is really important as well is that your freebie 
is going to be giving people advice and giving people tips. And so you want to make sure that, again, they're not taking that to heart, that they're still consulting with a lawyer, an accountant, a financial advisor, you know, just stuff like that. The disclaimer would have certain language depending on your business. Gotcha. Okay. So you had mentioned copywriting and trademarking. So Mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about where that becomes really important and some of the sticky things around it, why it seems so complicated for a lot of us. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about trademarks because that's a little bit- Because I don't even know the difference between those two, to be quite (laughs) honest. (laughs) That's okay. Most people don't. Okay. So a trademark is, it protects a name, phrase, or logo. So it is all about brand identity and preventing brand confusion. So we have the Nike swoosh. We have the target symbol. We have just do it. Those are trademarks to a certain business and brand. It is something that identifies a brand. So even the red sole of a Louboutin shoe is a trademarked color. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's a trademark. A copyright protects original artistic expression. So it's more books, music, lyrics, artwork. So the copyright is all about protecting artistic work. So you can copyright a blog because it's a written work. But when it comes to your business name, that would be a trademark. Okay, got it. So if we went about, let's say, getting a trademark for the name of a course, Mm -hmm. is that something that you suggest? What kind of steps do we take to make it happen? And then even bigger, I guess, would be the name of our business. Yeah, I always recommend you do. Okay. So a trademark, it's a long, extensive process. It can take up to a year to actually get your official registered trademark because you're dealing with the government and the government can be slow. Yes. (laughs) There's a lot of steps involved. So when you're thinking about a trademark and it can be expensive, you want to make sure that this name or logo or phrase is something that is so key to your business and so crucial to your brand that you would be devastated if somebody else started to use it. So it can be your course, but I would suggest it be your signature course. You want it to be something that's that's making you money, that people are recognizing this course associated with you. So B-School, that's a trademark. We know that it belongs to Marie. So that's something, you know, when it gets to a point where you're known for this or you want to be known for it and you really don't want anybody else to use this name or phrase, that's when you kind of consider, you know, moving that trademark route. Most lawyers suggest, and not because of not because we make a lot of money from it, but that you do work with a lawyer because it's not just that specific word or phrase that's protected. It's anything that's similar to it. Mm. So if we have, like, let's say, for example, let's use let's just use B school. If we had, if I had a course that I wanted to call legal B school. I can't do that because that word is already protected. But if I searched the phrase legal B-school, nothing would show up. So I might think, oh, I can go ahead and use that when really you can't. And that's Um, where a lawyer would come into play to help you figure that out? Yeah. And if you, let's say you did move forward and you filled out the application and then you came back and got rejected, you can't get your money back for the application. The government doesn't give refunds. (laughs) Gotcha. What kind of money are we talking to move forward with something like that? I personally charge $2,000 for a trademark, and I know a lot of people who charge more. 
in our industry because a lot of time goes into it because we're doing this really thorough search for you. We're filling out the application. We're handling all correspondence with the government. So throughout this year long period, we're getting emails from the government and we respond to them for you so that you don't have to worry about doing anything. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I see the huge value in that. And so let's say somebody wanted to hire you to get a trademark on their business name or their course name. What should they do before they reach out to you? I always suggest don't put it out there yet. Like don't <laughs> tell anybody about it. Don't use yeah. it at all. If okay. you have, so if it's like a new course and you're like, I know this is going to be my signature. I want to get it trademarked. Come to me before you actually put it out there because if you put it out there and then we find that somebody has a, the same or similar word or phrase and they're operating in your specific industry. So it's all about based on like, are you in the same industry? It's called classes. We're going to have to change your entire website. We're going to change all of your marketing. So you're going to be wasting a lot of money. <laughs> right. Know? Now, if you already have the course out there and you're like, you know what? I've been operating this for a few years. It's going really well. I want to continue then you just then just come to me. That's fine. Like we okay. can start the search there and hopefully it will it will be good to go. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. But is there a site that people should go to and look to see if it's already taken so they don't waste your time or but anybody else's time? Yeah. Is there some place that they should start? Sure. So the government has a, a website and it's TESS2, so T-E-S-S, the number two dot uspto.gov. And we'll link to it in the show notes as well. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 112. And I want to link to a few other different resources from Jenna, because there's so much great, valuable insight that she can share with all of us about where to get started. And as I said in the intro, what I love about Jenna's style is it's not about making us scared of what is out there. We're going to get sued or this is wrong and that's wrong. And you better protect yourself. Jenna, you don't come from a place like that. And I really appreciate that because you're all about education. Yeah. I think that, I mean, sure I can use fear-based marketing, but I just think it feels really icky. And so for me, my whole mission is to educate and empower entrepreneurs with the legal side of their business so that they feel really calm and confident understanding the contracts they're giving and also the ones that they're signing. Yes, for sure. That's a whole other ball game right there. Just before you sign anything, being especially careful as you go out on your own and start making those decisions. Now, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of people that are listening right now are either creating their first online course or they already have an online course. And one of their biggest fears, and this is very valid because it's happened to me many times. One of their biggest fears is getting their content stolen or ripped off and for me, as you know, what has happened is people will take my entire course, put it on another site, I guess. I'm totally confused how this is happening. And then they sell it for like $97. Yeah. So talk to me about what that's all about and what we can do to protect ourselves. It infuriates me. I like, <laughs> oh, I get so upset and this happens a lot. I have a lot of, a lot of people that will come to me and, and, and have me go after these other websites. And that's what you've personally done for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I say that I'm fighting cyber crime. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm five foot, but I'm fierce. I love it. <laughs> so when you have a course and you're selling a course, this is why it's so important to have this 
contract in place, this terms of use document in place, because in that document is going to be information about intellectual property ownership, meaning who owns the content and what can you do with it. So this is going to say that anything that you receive from me, all the course materials, the modules, the lessons, the whatever you give belongs to me. You cannot use it to teach your clients. Basically, you can't sit, give your clients access to this. You can't sell this. You can't give it out. You know, you're getting like a single user license to access these materials. Now, of course, you're going to implement them in your own business, but you can't take it and start your own thing, your own business. Now, if somebody does, if somebody does copy you, that's when you can take the contract and go after them and say, hey, you breached this contract. And so what I've done for you and what I do for many other people is you send a cease and desist letter, which basically says you need to stop doing this right now. And if you don't, then further action will be taken. You'll have to give us the profit that you know, you've know you made from the course. It usually doesn't get to that point. A lot of times people will, will take it down. These other websites where they literally take the whole course, I don't understand how Insane. this happens. I mean, going after them is a whole nother ballgame where I actually usually just end up going through the hosting company. Oh, nice. Have- okay. Yeah. There's two different routes you go. You obviously contact the person who runs the website or who owns the website, but a lot of times they're just not going to respond to you. Right. <laughs> so right. then I find out who hosts the website and I send them... It's called a DMCA takedown notice. It means Digital Millennial Copyright Act. And when people violate that, there's a form that you use to send to the hosting company where if the hosting company becomes aware that someone is violating these terms, they have to remove the content. Gotcha. And a lot of times that works. Sometimes it doesn't because a lot of now a lot of people are using kind of foreign hosting companies. And it's like getting really hard to track these people down, but we do what we can. <laughs> gotcha. Well, it's been really valuable and definitely something that you just have to keep a pulse on and know that when it happens to me, I've seen it happen over the years, many, many times, and it's frustrating. And we definitely take action when we see it happen. But at the same time, just a little word of advice for those of you who are creating courses, I do not worry about it extensively. It's something that we try to take action on. And then I keep moving forward because you're never going to be able to control everything that happens online. And a lot of the times I tell myself, if somebody's buying my thousand dollar course for $97 and it's obvious on these sites that it's not coming from me, usually they're really janky sites. It looks terrible. And usually it's outdated content. I always think, well, they're likely not my ideal students anyway, because in my opinion, it's very obvious that something's been ripped off here or something's not quite right. So at the same time, I just keep moving forward, head down, keep doing my work, and then rely on very, very skilled people like Jenna to make some magic happen. So that's the way I look at it. That's a good way to look at it for sure. (laughs) Definitely. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. 
Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. So Jenna, this has been so incredibly valuable. And before we jump off a few things, one, if you were to talk to somebody that was just starting their business. They're just getting going with maybe their first online course. They're blogging consistently. They've got their podcast out there. Maybe they have some clients. I know we talked about these five different areas to pay close attention to, but if we were just going to talk about general insight around the legal, when it comes to your business, what kind of final words of advice would you share? Don't worry about the legal. Don't let it scare you. It's really there to protect you. Understand that these contracts are really beautiful protection for both you and your clients, and you can just get them piecemeal. So you don't have to worry about getting all of them at once. Ooh, I like that. That is great advice. Now, what if somebody wants to work with you or check out your own online courses? You have some incredible online courses all around some of the topics we talked about and even further than that. So where can they learn more about you? Yeah, thank you. So my main website is genevieveshingle.com. I'm not even going to try and spell that. (laughs) I'll make sure to link to it. (laughs) And the online legal course that I run, I run it with another lawyer. Her name's Lisa Fraley. She's amazing. It's called Damsel Goes Bear. And it's damselgoesbear.com, which includes all the stuff that we talked about and more. Okay. So I actually have one more question. What do you do if you don't have any of this legal stuff in place? Like the terminology alone could just about kill the average person. So is that something that you offer as well in your courses? In the course, we give the templates. So you get templates, you get video lessons on how to customize these documents. And in the full version, because we have two tiers, you actually get access to both Lisa and I to ask us questions. We have a private Facebook group. So you're getting access to attorneys so that you can ask questions. So valuable. That was smart to add. I think that a lot of people would love just to get on the phone with you and talk it out and make sure that they are protected. So I'm so glad we got a chance to talk about your courses and also just everything that you offer. I'll make sure to link to everything in the show notes, plus the freebie I told you all about in the intro at amyporterfield.com forward slash 112. Thank you so very much for being here with me today. I think that you've added a lot of insight in the areas that so many people are almost afraid to talk about, but they know it's something that they have to focus on in their business. And I really do think your style and approach make it so much easier. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I like to add a little sparkle wherever I go. (laughs) Well, you did so today. You have a wonderful day and thanks again. You too. Bye. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Jenna as much as I have. I found it incredibly valuable. 
Now, don't forget, I have a very, very important download for you to make sure that you really understand what you need and why you need it in terms of different legal contracts and different legal language on your website. So definitely grab this freebie. All you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 112 download. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 112 download, or you can text the phrase 112 download to the number 33444 and you can grab it right away. Okay. One more thing before we jump off, I want to tease next week's episode. It's all about building a high converting sales page, the art and science of sales pages, what you need to know to make sure that they actually convert. So that's next week. I can't wait to see you there until then have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 